0: Hello and welcome to Conversations with a Starseed. I'm your host Shiona and I am in fact a starseed. In these episodes I want to discuss everything from what seems like the small and mundane to the large existential concepts I encounter and look forward to along my journey. So now let's expand and explore perceptions, lenses, and understandings of our universe and beyond. Hello, 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 my friends. It has been a hot minute since I got behind my little microphone here and uh, spoke some stuff. Gave you guys another podcast to listen to. So here I am. Hello, I missed you. I hope you miss me too. (laughs) Um, We're doing another off-the-cuff episode and I'm kind of excited about it and I'm really interested to see where it goes. So... um. Pull out your seatbelts, buckle up, and uh, and let's see what happens today. I really want to take a minute and discuss the end and the beginning of life. Now, the reason I want to do this is obviously one—it's part of everybody's journey, and more personally, it's something that I've really looked at recently. I recently had someone incredibly close to me, my mom, pass away. And going through this process with her has been one of the most interesting, painful, joyous, expansive experiences that I have had in my 41 years here. So, what I wanted to start with is the end. So when we think about death and people's uh, passing away or passing over, there's been really lots of different perspectives um, that have been out there that I know I've come across so I'm sure many of you have too. And there were several that I subscribed to, um, probably mainly because I had never gone through a passing with anybody before. So. Um, it this was kind of new to me. I've definitely never been there personally, but this is really the first uh, passing that truly affected who I am or who I was or who I'm becoming. So there was one that I really want to address that comes to mind right off the bat. And it's called a life review. And I don't know if you guys have heard about this before, but it was my understanding prior to this experience that i've had recently that when someone passes away or crosses over that there's usually a time when you don't connect with them and it was my previous understanding that what was going on was that their soul had crossed over and then they would go into a life review so they would review the lessons they learned the things they did and didn't do um, almost felt a little bit judgy but not judgy if that makes any sense so you're kind of looking back at your life and I guess taking measure taking stock of let's say you had things that you wanted to do or accomplish in this life so you look back and say okay did I do that or um, didn't I and why and you know sometimes have a very different perspective, not being in the human experience. So I played along with that for a really long time. In fact, probably up until a few weeks ago. So going through this, passing with my mom, and I literally was there holding her hand when she passed. And then, you know, a few hours later, I was driving and I could feel her. In fact, I hadn't stopped feeling her. I'm like, okay, mom, what's that about? Like, do you not need to review your life? <laughs> are, are you special? <laughs> Can I do that? But uh, it was really interesting to just sort of observe what was going on. And, you know, like I had been by my mom's side quite a bit for the last eight months, nine months, and more so last week of her life i was literally right there beside her so we had done lots of work me being me (laughs) i can't help it um and it was never you know i'm gonna take your pain away or anything like that it was a lot of akashic work a lot of akashic work like seriously peeps a lot of akashic work there was a lot of emotional releases that we were doing And I would just work energetically with her, um, especially near the end. She couldn't really talk or interact very much, but her soul was still there. And it's part of my job. (laughs) It's part of, it's actually more than my job. It's intrinsically who I am to listen beyond a physical tone. Uh, Although those are, you know, incredibly helpful and have their purpose too. But I listen beyond... Beyond the tone, beyond the body language, um, I listen into the subtle bodies. I listen into the, um, the I guess lack of a better word, psychic abilities, that energetic connection, and I listen to that, and I. You know, If if any of you have worked with me or have been my Reiki students, you know that I'm constantly testing. I'm constantly energy testing. I'm constantly and consistently asking more questions and what else can we do and how can I help you and what's that about and how do we release that and are you ready to release that and all those kinds of things. So I was doing a lot with my mom before she passed and so I kind of thought like, oh, well, maybe that's why. And I wondered, you know, like, okay, so maybe is it the less sort of fourth dimensional data that you're carrying or that you're attached to, which is our, you know, where every, the 4D, I don't know if I've touched on this before. So if I have, sorry, if I haven't, cool, um, The fourth dimension is just all of our stories, our experiences, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, judgment, um, polarities, um, all that kind of stuff. And I use those air quotes, stuff (laughs) that as humans, we like to attach to and to carry. So I kind of started to wonder like, okay, well, does it have to do with how much 4D stuff that you're carrying when you pass? And that didn't quite feel true to me. So I was like, okay, that's really interesting. I'm going to put that on the back burner and I'm going to deal with my stuff that I need to deal with going through this process. And I'm very, 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 very blessed to have incredible mentors. And I mean, like incredible isn't even a big enough word. There were my teacher as well as two mentors that were literally my lifeline. <laughs> they are some of the most amazing humans I've come across. And I'm so blessed and grateful to have them in my life. Anyway, so I remember I was speaking with one of my mentors and near one of the sessions that we had together as she was helping me through all this stuff. I finally came to the point where I could be curious. And I'm like, hey, I kind of want to toss something in your field. I want to ask you about something, get your perspective and understanding. And so we started to work. We started to track. We started to look at people's passing and why I could connect and my mentors also could connect right away so it wasn't just because that thought came up guys like let's be real I was like okay I'm imagining it because I don't want my mom to be gone <laughs> I'm her daughter we have a very very um I guess clear intense not clear clear now not clear then but we have a, we're very connected to each other so I kind of thought like okay well Maybe I'm making it up a little bit to feel comfort, right? Which would be fine. I get it. Not a problem. I can destroy and uncreate all of that later and figure out what's really going on. But in any of my sessions that I'd had as soon as my mom passed, which I've had quite a few because you need to take care of yourself. And I can't share things if I'm in the middle of them because I'm layered with all my own crap. So I'm at a point now where I can start to share. So in these sessions, my mom came through crystal clear with my mentors and I didn't clue in at the time cause I was dealing with my stuff. But then as like lately when I've started to come out of this and in the last and most recent session I had with one of my mentors, I was like, Hey, you've connected with her right off the bat. I connected. I've never felt disconnected from her. So why, why is it that there was this belief I, and I'm sure many others were holding that there is this time when we pass, that we have this life review and that we don't communicate with anyone still in the human form. And so we sort of, like I said, we started working, we started tracking, we started looking at possibilities and we realize that there isn't one answer. Of course, (laughs) it could never be that simple, right? But there isn't just one answer. There are some souls that will communicate right away. There are some souls that need time in between their passing before they can communicate again. There are some souls, and I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but that flat out do not want to communicate right away. And every single one of those options is okay. And so I tossed the question in her field, like, oh, well, would this have anything to do with the amount of 4D junk that we're carrying when we pass? And so we played around with that too. And again, there's no one answer. It was not like, yes, the more care, the more you carry, the harder it is to communicate when you go. No, that's not how it worked. And then talking to, you know, another friend who uh, does what, well, her way, but we both have that decodes uh, base. I was talking to her about this and she, she was like, well, no, I had a friend that committed suicide, which you would think would carry a lot of 4D. And she was able to communicate right away. I'm like, haha, this is really interesting. And you guys, this is where it gets fun. And some people get really frustrated with not having one single answer. And I hear you, I feel you, I understand you, but get uncomfortable. <laughs> because to only have one answer, yawn. So if we can stay in that curiosity, if we can stay in asking those questions, if we can just be present to that particular situation, instead of layering our own junk, our beliefs, our assumptions, our judgments, our expectations, if we can just be present, whether you are a practitioner, whether you are a client, whether you are just a person having experiences in your life, if you can just stay present to what it actually is without anyone else's outside influence, you may find a completely different answer than what you were expecting and how much more fun is that like you can just go along with oh yeah see this proved so-and-so's theory that's cool or you'd be like but what if what if this is true in this instance what if there's a million other possibilities that could exist in here than just that one so is there a life review maybe I'm, I'm still open to that Does everyone go through it at the same time? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no from my experiences, from all of the different things. And maybe, you know, like had you asked me a few months ago, I probably would have said like, no, everyone passes away and then they go for their life review. And now I know that not to be true. And quite honestly, like that lights me up a little. (laughs) I like to play in possibilities i like to play in but what if that didn't have to be that way so when i got to a point where i can start to to look at this experience and to um see what else is there because let me tell you my mom taught me so much so much while she went through her illness and in her passing and she's still teaching me (laughs) thanks mama (laughs) so you know like why does it have to be one way so i found that was really interesting and then it also got me sort of thinking about the other end so when and of course because of what's going on in the world today when does a life become a life when does the soul inhabit the body and again I came up to there is no one point for every soul. There are some souls that stay outside until the physical body is birthed. There are some souls that will jump in midterm. There are some souls that will jump in early term. So once again, I love it. I love the possibility of just looking, just looking at um, a woman that's pregnant and wondering, is the soul in the physical body yet? Or is it hanging out in her field? Like, that's kind of fun. And so, you know, if, if you guys are or know anyone that is pregnant, I would really love to work with um, a few more women that are in their pregnancies, um, especially those that are having a hard time in their pregnancies because it's something that we've been learning about in my class and I've been really interested in. Um, and I'm really kind of curious about forming, I don't know if I want to call them theories because even that seems a little too rigid, but looking at different experiences, let's say that, um, looking for different experiences with different women that uh, are going through pregnancy in all different Level. So whether like terms, or what is the proper word for that in any point of term? I don't know. So whether you're just newly pregnant, whether you are in your first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, I would really be interested in working with you. And like I said, especially if you're having um, what you're feeling to be a tough pregnancy or difficult pregnancy, because there's lots of things there too that I would like to look at. But uh, Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting that, once again, each situation is so incredibly different, there's no one answer. So when does a baby or a fetus become a life? I don't know. I guess it depends on what you deem to be a life, and then I guess it depends on how you want to measure that. or what your perceptions, ideas, or expectations or projections are on it. And I don't really play a lot in that. Like that part of like, oh, is it alive? Is it not alive? Well, it's alive. To me, it's alive. There are cells moving. There's a body forming. There, you know, there is a creation taking place. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Let's use that. So there is a creation taking place, which is exciting. And at some point... A soul is going to come through into that creation. And like I said, that could be very early in the pregnancy. That could be midway. It could be very late. It could not be until that body, that form, that creation is birthed. But that's just how it works. So then I started kind of thinking about like, okay, well, what about, I guess it kind of almost made it easier to understand some of the, um, miscarriages, like I I kind of felt less bad, if that makes any sense, (laughs) because it wasn't, you know, like maybe a soul just wasn't coming in for that body. Who knows? Maybe they made a decision at the last minute. They're like, no, I think I'm gonna go over here. (laughs) But it kind of, uh, yeah, it really opened my eyes. And so I'm really curious, actually, you know, to hear your perceptions and understandings too. I'm really curious as to, has this brought up anything for you? Has this made you wonder? Has this made you curious? Has this made you look at either your own birthing? Has it made you look at if you have, if you've had children, does it make it, does it make you wonder about your own pregnancy and how that went for you and I mean because it really made me look at my own I um I was what was considered a very traumatic birth and I've learned a lot about like I went through hypnotherapy to learn a lot about my birth and I've gone through a lot of soul work to learn about my birth and it's been really really interesting um and the the soul hmm, how do I get into this without getting into this the soul speaking to you now the one that's driving the bus who i operate from today actually ended up coming in very late so that's really interesting and there was actually another soul before and uh we switched places but we switched places very late so they just wanted to be part of the creation process and then i was like okay i got some stuff to do are you good because I would like to do some things. so <laughs> as, as strange as that sounds, it actually makes a lot of sense if you know me, my life, and how things have gone. So, um, But yeah, so what is this question for you? When do you think you, your soul, became part of the creation process? Or not even just part of the creation process, but when do you think that your soul actually jumped into the creation of this physical body? I wonder... I wonder when, I wonder how, I wonder why. Those are fun. And it's no pressure. It doesn't change. I'm still here. I'm still doing my thing. I'm still existing. So it doesn't matter when. And it doesn't change who I am. It was just part of what I chose to do. So I think it's kind of fun. I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of cool to wonder about your own life. And that of your mom's. (laughs) if you came through her i wonder what agreements that the two of you had or have still that need to be wrapped up and that's something that you know like like i said so we'll flip back to the other end of the the death part the passing away part one of the most beautiful gifts um i think in my mom's passing was watching her release so much like i I can't even explain it she was just dropping things left right and center like you know and it's funny because it's it's things that you that i knew that she had held on to um or things that i didn't know she had held on to but just to watch her be like nope Nope, not carrying that, not taking that with me. Oh, that needs to go too. Oh, funny story. I played that. That was interesting. Okay, can let that go. Like it was like rapid fire. It was so beautiful to watch. And then to see, not only energetically feeling that, but to see the physical change in her body, to see her breathing calm down as she just let go of everything. Like, it was just the most beautiful gift. I can't even. And I'm sure, you know, maybe one day I'll have a, a podcast episode and explain that. And if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Because if not, then I'll just keep it between her and I. And I'm fine with that, too. Um, but that process was just so incredible to witness. And to be able to hold space for her like that. And then to watch now, especially the chords and contracts and vows and oaths and promises and yada, 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 magic um, of all the things between the two of us, all the Akashic records between the two of us and how we can reconcile them, how we can release them recant, rescind any of the vows, oaths, promises, blah, 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 how we can have such an incredibly strong connection that isn't so layered with our human shit and our past lives shit <laughs> sorry if you're offended by cursing you might not want to listen to my podcast <laughs> but it, it was just you guys seriously it has been so mind but I really wonder why I have bothered holding on to anything up until now like holding on to any of the pain any of the hurt any of the contracts like I laugh at myself and I'm like what are you doing (laughs) why like okay funny story Shiona so you wanted to play that what now do you still want to play that or would you like to experience something different now and I just gosh you guys and seriously like I even look around at like some of the physical objects and I'm like why are you holding on to that what have you made me that mean like if I let go of it then what if I had more grace letting go of people in my life how much easier would it be to bring in new and that doesn't mean that they still didn't mean a whole crap ton to me because I tend to think that people that are in my life um, especially those that I you know do consider very close to me um, They mean a lot to me. But what if I could just allow them to leave when they're supposed to and not be upset or not be offended or not take it personally? What would my life look like then? And it doesn't mean that I still won't go through grief of having someone decide not to be part of my life. Like, that's part of the human stuff and that's okay. It's not that that's a wrongness. But I've had. Quite a few people leave my life recently, and I'm sure there's more to come, and that's all okay. So now for me, it is, you know, like, not attaching any meaning to a best friend that suddenly decides she doesn't want to be friends anymore. And not worrying about the fact that my mom, who has been my everything... And yes, that's layered with a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> but you know, allowing her to leave with grace too, because it was, it was her time, it was her choice, it was her, it was her exit plan, and that's something else. Okay, so let's let's ta- let's chat about that for a second. An exit plan. Um. So there is a theory, uh, that we design our death dates too, like our birth dates, right? This, this is the day I want to enter and this is the day I want to exit and I think that there is a hair of truth in that for sure I think there is um, Hmm, how do I want to say that I just uh, I think that it's kind of like okay so when I've accomplished this this and this when I've experienced this this and this I think that's when I'd like to go And I'm not so sure it's definitely, you know, um, a specific date until we get closer to that time. Then I think we can say like, okay, this is the day I want to exit on, but looking at, and I'm going to, you know, obviously use my mom, but looking at, um, everything that she had done, she had accomplished, and it's not that she still didn't have hopes and dreams and things that she wanted to do. Like, everything doesn't get wrapped up in this pretty little bow. But I think on on that soul level, and with what she was experiencing, I think that she was like, Nope, I'm out. (laughs) This is no longer serving me. I can no longer do anything in this body with this body. I'm good. And it was never... Oh, see, this is a, this is the thing. It was never about like, okay, so I'm going to design my life to have kids. And then at some point, I'm just going to leave them. And that's fine. We never make those decisions about other people. So, you know, like, fuck, how do I even say that? Um, we don't make it because like, oh, I can't leave right now. My partner really needs me. We don't make the decisions around that that's when you look at being a sovereign soul and this is going to sound really selfish to some people and that's okay i'm okay with that it doesn't matter to me you decide it for yourself you don't decide it based on the expectations judgments perceptions ideas um cords contracts yada 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 of anyone else it is done solely Aha, uh-huh. there's, there's a word for you. So appropriate. It is done solely for you, for your soul, for your experience. And I think sometimes we make our relationships, so whether they are um, a romantic partner or a friendship or a family, like mother, daughter, um, brother, sister, son, dad, whatever. Whatever you want to put, any sort of relationship We take it personally. We make it, you know, think that like, oh, they left me. Well, no, they didn't. My mom didn't leave me. (laughs) You know, like that wasn't really, it was a choice, but it wasn't a choice to leave me. Her choice was that this experience was done for her. And why would I want someone else to live for me? No, no. That's the selfish part. And although, yes, I'm going to have experiences that I want her here. And they're going to be tough. And that's okay. But I will come back to knowing that she made the best choice for her. She would always want me to make the best choice for me. And I would always want her to make the best choice for her. Now, I understand that some people aren't going to resonate with this. And again, like I said, totally okay. You don't have to. <laughs> I don't need you to. <laughs> you know, and someone's going to say like, oh, well, you know, there's this situation and that situation, and that's fine. Like I said, you be present with each situation. But I can honestly say in any, any souls that I have spoken with, That I've connected with. Um, They've all said the same thing. You know, I'm not gone. Ooh, can we talk about that? Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. I didn't lose anybody. It's not like I can't find my mom. I know where she is. (laughs) There's something about that word that makes me laugh. I just, yeah. And even, and she, (laughs) so funny, she even came through. Like in one of my sessions. And she said that like, I'm not lost. No, I haven't experienced a loss. I've experienced a shift. A million percent. I've experienced a ton of them. Again, future episodes. (laughs) But it's not a lot like, yes, her physical body isn't here anymore. And that part's hard. And, you know, like I said, there's going to be lots of times where It's going to be tougher, and sometimes it's going to be okay. But she's not lost. I didn't lose her. (laughs) She wasn't, you know, a three-year-old that ran off in the mall or at the park, and I can't find her. (laughs) She passed away. Her human body was done, and her soul... let me tell you (laughs) i can tell you with a million percent certainty that her soul is very much here (laughs) in full form with her wit her humor her grace her love it's all still there and i send her love all the time and i feel her send it to me so she's not lost there's no big confusion for either one of us. And that's just how it goes. Like, <laughs> Welcome to life. At some point it does stop. And it doesn't stop um, because of anyone else. And it doesn't start because of anyone else. So, anywhere and everywhere you've bought and sold the idea... That someone abandoned you in their death. I offer you the opportunity to destroy and uncreate that. And maybe bring in the perception that it was just their time. That their decision wasn't made because of how much they cared or didn't care about you. Their decision wasn't made thinking like, oh, they're going to need me here for this, that, and the other thing whether those are moments, experiences, or positions that they held in your life, their soul was just ready. It was done. It was ready for its next adventure. And that can even be in sudden or accidental ones as well. So I hope this has made you curious I hope this has offered you a different perspective. I hope this has made sense. (laughs) And I hope that you have really enjoyed wondering about some more existential um, ideas. But yeah, let's all throw out that there's going to be a life review and everyone's got to do it at the same time in the same way. And let's throw out that A soul needs to come into a body at a specific time. And let's just be present in those moments and honor those souls, whether they are entering or exiting and holding space for them and for yourself. And with that, I will finish. (laughs) I shall get off my soapbox for the evening and I shall go sit and watch some TV. So thank you for joining me and I hope to see you soon. Bye.